Okay, my phone's at 37%, so I'm going to plug my headphones in. We can get this ball rolling for real. Hang on. Do you want me to be closer to the mic? Since oh. I, that that actually... Wow, 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 wow. Okay. <laughs> that is great. That actually probably is good because usually when I'm editing, I'm like, why am I screaming and I can't hear anything Mara's saying? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Which is uh, true to real life. So we really strive for a sense of realism on this show. And a conversation with me is a nightmare. So um, <laughs> anyway. Great. Probably so with that. Jump uh... into this because I have 700 pages of notes. Okay. Oh, good. Oh, are good. You're like, great. I definitely don't feel like garbage and really want to listen to you talk for no, I two do. hours. <laughs> let's, let's begin. Uh, I guess. Well, okay. We haven't done this in like a month. Welcome back, oh, everyone, no. from yeah. hiatus, uh, summer break <laughs> 2022. We've returned uh, due to, you know, just the fans demanding it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> demanding. They're clamoring. Um, really, just the letters haven't stopped. Um, this is Podcast Without a Cool Acronym, and uh, we are here to talk about Phineas and Ferb both of them yeah and that's that's it <laughs> just gonna be exploring um no today we are talking about uh episodes 112 a and b and these episodes are titled i didn't write the titles in my google doc uh runaway runway yep. and i scream you scream nice nailed it i did it <laughs> and that's the podcast um just kidding so <laughs> uh i will start as usual for if you in case you've forgotten the format i i'll begin um oh yeah okay (laughs) what is even happening right now i should have bought a pepsi before we did this but i didn't that was on me a real dummy (laughs) um okay let's start let's let's open this up uh runaway runway is the fashion show one exciting we start with Candace watching a fashion show on TV and she is staring at the TV like she's in a clockwork orange. Her eyes are very weird. It was upsetting. Yeah. Anyway, Phineas comes in and he does Isabella's what you doing bit. He asks Candace what she's doing in the way that Isabella <laughs> always asks them what they're doing. A couple notes about this. He's carrying a wrench the size of his entire body. Um, <laughs> and also, I feel like Isabella would have trademarked her what you doing bit. But I assume that Phineas is just doing it unconsciously because he's in love. Um, True. Okay, but yeah, because don't you remember when... When Buford tries it, Isabella's not having it. she's not having it. No. And actually, Phineas does it in both of these episodes. He does it twice. Oh, you're right, you're right. So anyway, he opens up with that and Candace is like, I'm watching a fashion show from the world's greatest fashion designer, Gaston Lamode. Yeah. Uh, Phineas is immediately skeptical. So F- Candace is watching, which is fair. Candace is watching this show on TV, and when she's watching the show, it's just like regular, like prom dress type outfits. And then yeah. Phineas is like, he says something weird. He's like, ah, I feel like it's people. I don't understand why people wear such weird clothes. And it cuts back to the TV, yeah. and people are wearing completely insane outfits. Um. <laughs> There's, like, a girl wearing an outfit made of tires, like, whole entire tires. Yeah. I assume yeah. she's the strongest person alive, because tires yeah. weigh so much money, so, so much, heavy. so many pounds. 
um she's wearing one on her head anyway yikes i was just like (laughs) either phineas has like a wandavision level of control over reality (laughs) or we're just watching candace actively get gaslit about her own hobby um probably (laughs) probably that just kidding i don't maybe that's just how guest on the modes show goes whatever anyway candace is like fashion designers create art that people live in and phineas is like "Hmm, okay i never thought of that that way and then leaves also no go ahead yeah well, I should say, I want to note that, not that I don't support Candace and her hobbies, I just personally maybe agree with Phineas a little bit. No, that's fair. I'm just like, every, like, I don't know, like, it just, like, the Met Gala, <laughs> I can't. That's true. It's like, Although, some, I did. It's like, some of them are good, but yeah. I spent ahead. a lot of time watching Met Gala takes on TikTok. Did I watch the actual Met Gala? No. Um, but I watched a lot of people talk about the Met Gala, and I did come away from it with a slightly more Candace-type view, which was that if we, the common people, allow the rich one night in which to entertain us with their wealth, they should go all out. (laughs) They should look ridiculous. They should entertain us, as we've asked them to do. Yeah. And those of them who are dressing up like they're going to the prom are doing it wrong. They're not it. Yeah. They're not it. True. I did Listen. see a lot about this year's Met Gala because, like, everyone is really not on theme, I guess. Yeah. Uh, some people anyway. may, but I don't know. Welcome uh, to Met Gala cast. Um, <laughs> it's four months late, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> anyway, um, a couple other okay. small notes about this scene before yeah. I move on. They're all crucially important, so listen up. Um, okay. That's a joke. There's a bull with three oranges and two bananas just sitting behind their couch. Um, okay. Who keeps a bowl of fruit in their living room? There's also a pile of wood next to what I assume is a wood-burning fireplace, which seems yeah. dangerous given the children that they have. Whatever. Just learning some interesting facts about the Flynn Fletcher household. Uh, Phineas leans out the window and goes, Ferb, put the fusion cold... The cold fusion reactor on hold. Mm-hmm. Right. Ferb is in the yard and he shuts down what looks like a power plant that is basically just like some jumper cables and a propane tank hooked up to the like alien body holders from X-Files. <laughs> so I don't know what that was or if it was a cold fusion reactor, but I'm pretty sure that Phineas and Ferb are on a terrorist watch list now. Yeah, what? <laughs> As they should be. Yeah. Anyway, also- Candace sees that. Yes. No, sorry, go ahead. No, no. It's I'm moving oh. on to the next plot point. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say I think this is also I just want to reiterate what I always say, which is that Ferb is doing all the work. Like I guess oh, yeah. Phineas is walking out there with a wrench, but I'm like, Ferb put that together. He was like, "Here, Phineas, he is... take this wrench. Why don't you go check on Candace? Yeah. Get out of my way." <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Yeah, that happens later too. <laughs> we'll cover it it's a dynamic that persists um candace sees on the tv that guest on the mode will be at the googleplex mall um which (laughs) i question as a as a premise because what famous fashion designer is just going to like suburban malls (laughs) like great question ralph lauren is that a fashion designer (laughs) i think so tommy hilfiger i don't know any fashion designers (laughs) um is like (laughs) Listen, I buy my jeans at Walmart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to, like, the Foothills Mall. 
yeah to do a fashion show whatever the point is guest on the mode um candace calls stacy and she's like i know what we're gonna do today because there's only eight lines in this whole show um then we zoom in on perry who's just been like lurking in the background this whole time and he jumps into the wood burning fireplace and zooms down to his lair monogram is doing an audio test and he's standing against a backdrop and he's wearing like his weird military jacket and then swim shorts boxers with cats on them whatever they are uh i hope they don't have a cat agent because that seems like something that hr should know about um (laughs) he has 26 sets of boxers one for each agent (laughs) they probably have a merch store because later doofenshmirtz has perry boxers on you're right. So that's oh, how Alka is funded. Alka. <sighs> Ridiculous. Um, also, I don't. I feel like maybe we've talked about this before, but Monogram kind of predicted all of Zoom culture. Mm, yeah. Because he's always Absolutely. on Zoom. He's just doing remote yeah, work, which point. is actually weird because he's ostensibly at an office. So it's unprofessional for him to just be wearing boxers, which I understand is the joke. But again, where is the HR department of Alka and what are they doing? My question is also, he goes like, Agent P, you're early. And I'm like, Perry, I think, doesn't he come at the same time every day? Like, he should. Does he? And also, like, like, I guess, yeah, I don't know. They don't seem to really have it that together. Agent P does. He has his little palm pilot oh, out and he's yeah. clearly annoyed at this lack of professionalism. Obviously. Whatever. I, every day. Every <laughs> single day. Uh, Monogram says that Doof is ordering the same he says the same strange and unrelated items. And then he says he's stockpiling copy machines and ink cartridges, which are related items. They're items that go together that you would normally buy as a set. Um, I was like, maybe Doofenshmirtz is opening a Kinko's. We don't know. Um, <laughs> also, does Doofenshmirtz have a billion dollars? We ask this question every time, but oh, like, no. ink is oh, expensive. Gosh. That's like saying yeah. he's buying liquid gold. <laughs> I personally have to buy ink for my printer frequently, and it is bankrupting me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Phineas, we cut back to the backyard. Mm-hmm. Monogram's like, go get him. She's making copies. Uh, Phineas is pitching some real vague nonsense to Ferb. Uh, he is talking about their new line, their fashion line, and he's like, it has to be cool, comfortable, and undetectable by radar. Um, which is a fun line that gets repeated, and it did make me wonder this time if Gaston Lamode is related to Edna Mode, which I know is not how last names work, but it feels like Still. he would be sending an undetectable by radar pitch to his sister. Anyway. Yeah. Herb is looking at an easel um, and he takes out a hammer and starts chiseling into like a piece of granite or marble or whatever is on the easel, which is a weird choice. He also has a lamp set up, um, even though they're outside in the middle of the day. Not sure what that's about. Um, Isabella walks up. (laughs) Yeah, she does the what you doing. She's like, what you what you doing? Um, She walks up. And actually, the first thing she says is, hey, Phineas. And Phineas is looking at Ferb. I don't know why I noticed this, but I rewound it and watched it again. Phineas is looking at Ferb. He's like, oh, I think you might be onto something, Ferb. But I'm like, yeah, Ferb's doing 100% of the work. Um, exactly. And when Isabella walks up, Phineas doesn't look at her. When she says, hey, Phineas, he looks directly up at the sky for a second and then turns around and looks at her. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Also, I never noticed that Isabella is like six inches taller than Phineas. Uh, and we stand a uh, height difference queen. Um, yeah, we do. <laughs> then uh 
Phineas is explaining to Isabella that they're designing a fashion line, and Ferb takes up a rolled up piece of paper and hands it to Isabella. And I was like, what was he chiseling? Uh, yeah. He clearly has sketches. Whatever. Isabella's like, wow, it looks great. Can we help? And the Fireside girls are already there with all of their sewing equipment. And she's like, we're getting our sewing badges. And I was like, first of all, no, you're not. Yeah. Second of all, yeah, don't they have to sew their own uniforms? Yes, I thought of that too. You have to sew your own sash. Um, Isabella, during the scene, I don't think is wearing her uniform again. Um, Because, you know, why would she? she? Anyway, (laughs) um, Isabella does her research and comes prepared. And the Fireside Girls, once again, backing her up 100%. Incredible. Iconic. We love it. Um, Then there's a little jazzy summertime song number while they're making their outfits. Mm -hmm. They're using a lot of fabric that do not end up in the final cut of the outfits. Also, I just want to do a quick little bullet point play-by-play of what happens in this musical number because it is a baffling series of scenes, vignettes, that we get treated to. Um, They're cutting out a bunch of outfits that do not match the end result. That's fine. It's a musical montage, and I'm willing to suspend my disbelief for the sake of theatricality, as always. Isabella cuts out a terrible square of red fabric. Um, she folds it for 0.8 seconds and then holds out a little string that's made of hearts and Phineas's head. Um, oh, yeah. That we just cut away. No reaction to that. Um, there's a really tall, like, funhouse mirror that they have that Isabella's standing in front of. Just wearing her regular outfit. She's not modeling yeah. any clothes. She's just standing there. She just laughs like a crazy person. And then we cut to the next scene. They do that little square mix-up thing. That was a staple of elementary playgrounds. Do you remember that? Where you'd have to like turn. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. <laughs> okay, you know, on a playground, there would be like. I, like I just need like one more. A bunch of plastic things that all had various sides, three or four sides, and you would turn them and then match them mm. up in like rows. Yeah. To like make a picture or whatever. Yeah. You remember this? I do. The point is they're doing that. Um, (laughs) Then, in the last scene, Phineas rides across the lawn on a sewing machine. Um, The sewing machine is attached to a giant spool of thread, which is being held by Ferb, and it just, like, unravels his entire outfit. Yeah. Okay, it also, it's not like, like, okay, when I was, like, remembering it, I was like, oh, it, like, unravels the whole spool and then his outfit, but no, it's, like, simultaneous. Yeah. It's not... Yeah. It doesn't really make sense physically or as a bit. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter. That's the end of the song. We cut away. And we cut to the Doofenshmirtz evil dirigible. Yeah. Uh, which I assume he replaced after crashing his last one into a broadcasting tower. I have to assume. Or he had a fleet of dirigibles. There's literally no way to know. Um, yeah, Perry <laughs> enters the dirigible by just punching a hole through the roof, uh, which, yeah. sure, that seems like something that could happen. Doof, like, immediately chooses violence. Like, there's no preamble. There's no, like, oh, nice to see you, Perry the Platypus. What are you doing here? Yeah. He just goes, let me show you something, Mr. I break through walls whatever I want. <laughs> that's the first thing he says. Um, Listen, that's a little fair. <laughs> it is a little bit fair. But he's prepared. He pushes a button and an arm comes out of the top of the, not a person, a a mechanical arm comes out of the top of the dirigible and like duct tapes up the hole. And I was like, that's a useful invention. Um, And then another duct tape arm comes out and traps Perry. 
Um, and then Doofenshmirtz goes, I've captured the rare duct-taped platypus. <laughs> which is a great joke. It's so funny. I also like, thought that. I assume I he like so hard. has to kind of explain it. And I'm like, no, it was good. No, you did it. super funny. You it was it. <laughs> it was incredible wordplay. And uh, it was great. Yeah. Doofenshmirtz uh, then introduces the copy and paste donator. Um, incredible. His, his uh, sort of uh, mentality behind creating this is that he doesn't like waiting in line, which is 100% valid. It also reminded me of the psych reference where Sean says that he doesn't like waiting yeah. in line. Um, and while this episode does pair, obviously, with the Black and Tan psych episode, um, mm-hmm. where they become fashion models, that other reference is in there as well. It's yeah. rife with yeah. their truly sisters in every way that matters. Um, so he's going to copy and paste himself so that his copies can wait in line and he can have more free time. Which I was like, that is 100% valid. And I also don't think it's illegal to, I don't think so if you have like, the I'm ability, like, copy and, and paste also, yourself. Like, it's not evil. Like, Yeah, he doesn't seem to have like malevolent intent. I mean, yeah, it easily it, could become that, but I'm just sure. like, on its face, but this yeah, plan it really seems like a time saver. Seems like it doesn't need to be thwarted at all sure yeah but whatever like do i want the military to have that technology no Absolutely do i think not. it's okay no. if a clone waits in line fine yeah. um anyway so uh the copy and pastinator i just i i feel like maybe something to track over time in the way that we have been is the relationship between the briefings that monogram gives and then what's actually happening with doofenshmirtz because mm-hmm. monogram implied that doofenshmirtz had been buying like hundreds of copy machines or yeah. a lot. And the copy and paste editor is as big as maybe like two copy machines. Okay, which yeah. leads me to believe that, and part of it is a tanning bed. So I'm like, maybe I don't think he used all of those copy machines to make the copy and paste editor, which leads me to think that maybe he just was buying those as like research. Like he didn't know how copy machines worked. Uh, so he had to keep buying them and taking them with... apart. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I don't know. It's just a, whatever. I'm like, is he using printer yeah. ink in this process? Why was he buying ink cartridges at all? <laughs> whatever. That's a good question. He gets into the tanning bed and <laughs> he is uh, still talking to Perry the Platypus and he goes, I'm stepping into a giant copy machine to make duplicates of myself. Who's crazy now? Uh, <laughs> which is funny. He's like really uh, yeah. more aggressive in this one than usual. And that's yeah, that's fine. A little um, Candace and Stacy are at the mall. We're at the the Googleplex mall. They're looking at the yeah. quote world famous runway of Gaston Lamode. Sure. Which, yeah. Okay. To go back then uh, to kind of this, the fact that yeah, a fashion show would not happen at a mall is, mm-hmm. I guess, I just was like, the amount of events held at this mall in general, like oh yeah, so many contests. <laughs> yeah, concerts. And... I'm like, what is it's apparently the only venue in danville i guess which is weird because danville seems like a really big city anyway also do you remember that our mall used to be called the foothills fashion mall (gasps) i do now (laughs) but uh that's like the most 90s thing i've ever heard anyway (laughs) candace i love this part this is my favorite part uh candace (laughs) is having a little fantasy about being a supermodel she's like daydreaming while she and, and Stacy are talking. Um, and she's doing a little commercial for Candace O's. And at the beginning of the commercial, she's walking down the runway in like this weird outfit. Um, and she's like, you probably recognize me from my countless magazine covers. And by countless, she means four. And the magazine <laughs> covers, I paused and read them because 
they're very funny because why, yeah. why wouldn't i i just want to run through these real quick so Okay. Uh, the four magazine covers that she's on are Vague, which is a funny play on Vogue. <laughs> I did see that one. <laughs> one of the headlines, I also wrote down some of the headlines from the covers, mm-hmm. uh, says, what's up? The question that everyone gets asked. <laughs> I was like, what is that article about? The next magazine that she's on the cover of is Fashion of the Future. And then one of the headlines is Dress Like It's 2099. And I was like, sure. <laughs> also, Candace is wearing the exact same outfit on all four of these covers and in her fantasy. Which I was like, that's yeah. fine. She's daydreaming, whatever. But also that's sort of the opposite of what a fashion model does. Yeah. Like the point of a fashion model is that you model different fashions yeah. and not just the same dress. Yeah. Anyway, the next two uh, magazines are Streams in Fields. Uh, the headlines are Catching Carp with Candace. And then at the bottom, it just says, Boats, 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 We Love Boats. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final magazine that she's on the cover of is Cat Fantasy. Um, wow. With a headline that says, 40 cats you'll just love. One that says, Look who's wearing the latest in cats. And I was like, like cat fur or are like live cats an accessory oh my god and then the last headline says break those bad cat habits with fabulous snacks and i was like i don't know what any of that means but props to the animator who was responsible for bringing me that moment of joy um (laughs) anyway she finishes her commercial for candace's which are quote candelicious solid also why does oprah not have her own cereal that seems like an obvious move for her yeah what anyway i should be oprah's business manager um (laughs) (laughs) side note uh we cut back out of the fantasy stacy like snaps her out of it and we see gaston lamode backstage um and it was at this point that i realized that the voice of gaston lamode is the voice of that guy from third rock from the sun and probably other things But that's what I know him from. He's definitely in other things. But that's, yeah, exactly. Okay, I didn't notice until I watched this episode either. I was like, oh. So he like is really frustrated because he has his what he his his perfect design, um, but he can't find a model with a neck long enough to complement his design. And we see a bunch of models with these collars that go like up past their heads, <laughs> and it's a funny visual gag. Um, and one of them goes, "Sorry, Gaston, only someone with a freakishly long neck could wear this." And he goes, "Yes, everyone is sorry." <laughs> um, this is peak commentary on the fashion industry, and it's great. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. some and then. Sorry. And no. then he goes, where will I find that swan left neck? <laughs> yes. And I, the, that that line is in my head on the daily. Oh, it's true. Um, the part of this that gets stuck in my head all the time is that really weird song later on that's like, summer. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Never spring, sometimes fall. Um, anyway, so he's yeah whatever some guy comes in and they do this really weird bit that recurs through this episode that i'm just like who is this for um because he's like i have great news i guess don is like a jerry lewis marathon is on tv tonight (laughs) and the guy goes i wish but no and i was like literally who is that joke for like i i also wonder that i actually don't even barely know who jerry lewis is um i don't either because it wasn't a cultural touchstone especially for third graders in 2007 (laughs) What are you talking about? What I read was that I guess he's really popular in France. Like the like French people were really obsessed with him. So it's like a stereotype because Gaston is French. But I was it's like, a stereotype. 
I know. I was like, how is that big enough to be a stereotype? Of all the French stereotypes, who, you're going right? to choose being obsessed with Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Isn't that... Cr- yeah. But anyway. That is uh, a bonkers choice. Anyway, uh, he's like, no, I found a model for you. And Candace just comes in and he's like, amazing, your neck is so long. And then it gets whisk- whisked off to makeup. And I was like, where is Stacy? Yeah. And also, did that man just kidnap Candace in the middle of the mall? Because what the heck? <laughs> Anyway, um, we go back to Doofenshmirtz. He's getting out of his tanning bed. He's all covered in, like, soot or printer ink or something. He does a maniacal laugh, and on the back behind him is a mural of a shadow of him doing a maniacal laugh. And I'm like, listen, perfect mural. Yeah, I wish that I had one. (laughs) Me too. I wish I had a 20-foot wall and a mural just like that. Yeah. Um, he pushes one of like 10 identical red buttons on his machine very Star Trek <laughs> of him um, he like messes up a bunch of copies does copier jokes he's like paper jam this one needs more toner whatever funny Yeah, it's, it's a great bit uh, we cut back to Gaston Lamode, uh dressing up Candace she's in a weird ballerina slash vampire costume whatever <laughs> Some delivery guy comes in and they do the Jerry Lotus bit again. Uh, Cand- or they He delivers a, a package for Gaston and he opens up the package and he says, ooh, gasp. <laughs> Which he does <laughs> twice. He said, every time he does like an exclamation, he just says it out loud instead of doing it. And it's funny and I want to start doing it in real life. So good. Anyway, um, he goes, ooh, gasp. And uh, Candace is, takes it and looks at it. And she's like, this isn't new. I've seen this before. And he's like, do you know who no, designed it? <laughs> Every one of his lines is burned into my brain. Okay, also, yeah, that actor was quite literally the perfect voice for oh, this character. A flawless casting choice. Yeah. I, Truly I incredible. Um, Phineas and Ferb wheel in their summer all the time collection, um, which is just their <laughs> outfits. Although, yeah. to be fair, Ferb's kind of slaps. I know. I kind of want those little cool. high-waisted shorts. Yeah. With the little, it's very, it's, yeah. it's fun. Anyway, also... Um, did this entire episode remind you of the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody episode where a fashion designer comes? <gasps> oh, and yes. I, I only remember scant details, which are that like Zack and Cody either are pretending to be models from Argentina or there are two other Zacks and Cody who look exactly like them who are actually models from I think maybe South America. Both, both think of those are true. Sure. Right. I think they do like they a like switcheroo. Yeah. I also the only other detail about it is I remember that Maddie makes a skirt out of neckties because it was two thousand four. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, wait. Listen. Side note. I was uh, looking for a picture of Grandma Marston, so I was looking through Mom's photos uh-huh. on Facebook. Um, and if you scroll down far enough, it's like her, like senior model photos from like 2014 they're so funny like i mean the photos are fine but just the outfits like one of them was just this row of like seven girls and they were all wearing like bright teal and bright pink and like chevron Uh patterns it was really great what a time yeah honestly yikes yeah i don't go in the photo section of facebook because the psychic damage they would inflict is more than i can handle (laughs) (laughs) and i just know that Uh, um anyway 
they wheel in their outfits. Gaston Lamote is like, oh my gosh, I love them. They're perfect. And then he's like, Candace, instead of this thing that you're wearing, you have to wear the summer all the time collection. Which I was like, isn't that just stealing? Like, you're just stealing their collection. We find out through the course of this episode that Gaston Lamote is just like a straight up (laughs) fraud. Like, he fully is just taking other people's work and passing it off as his own. And no one addresses that and they're fine with it. Um, Candace is like, not into it. Um, specifically she says sayonara amigo which i'm like that is more than one kind of racist also he's french (laughs) maybe it's a jerry lewis reference that i don't get um just kidding you know that that actor's name is french stewart (gasps) yes i did know that actually yeah that's i only remembered right after you said it but it makes the casting choice even more perfect um, i know because it's he's he's french um anyway (laughs) uh candace like stomps off and she just walks out onto the runway and then falls off directly onto her face (laughs) gaston peeks Uh, his head out of the curtain and goes sigh (laughs) (laughs) another incredible move oh i would watch a spinoff about gaston lamode um so he does just steal the summer all the time collection they do a little thing about it he's like introducing it um he does eventually introduce phineas and ferb uh but still takes credit for all their work um they're sitting standing there talking to him in the mall about how popular their designs are because they're just like in every store now like every store is just selling these clothes which based on what i know about amazon.com means that there's like a (laughs) real dark story to be told about the production infrastructure in danville like somewhere is a sweatshop making and delivering those outfits with astonishing speed and i hope those workers have a union Anyway, some 45-year-old woman comes up and flirts with Ferb. That's weird. Their main demographic for these outfits seems to be like Midwestern moms, but they are at the mall, so whatever. Um, Candace is still wearing her like ballerina outfit, and she's like going to try and find Linda to tell her. Um, And Stacy comes up wearing Ferb's outfit from the Summer All the Time collection. She looks great in. She is pulling it off um, because it's a cute outfit. Listen, Ferb (laughs) looks great. Uh, Anyway, they like argue a little bit about that candace is like why you're wearing this outfit or whatever and then stacy like leaves to go find some shoes um, at a riot uptown which is you know cool um (laughs) back in the dirigible we cut back (laughs) uh things have escalated and by that i mean there are now like 200 doofenshmirtzes just marching around i know Um, which they yeah sorry he's like assigning him tasks but like there is a finite number of things that you need to stand in line for. And yeah. Also, they many. don't all need to happen simultaneously. Like, if you have a standing in line guy and that's all he exactly. does, seems like that would one. be enough. Anyway, he's created like an army of doofenshmirtzes. This is sort of a predecessor yeah. to the Night of the Living Pharmacists, I assume. Oh, um, anyway, they all just dive out of the dirigible like paratroopers, which is terrifying. <laughs> and it is funny they all dive into the mall they all show up and instead of everyone in the mall being like oh no it's a clone apocalypse run for your lives which is what they should have done they're all like hmm i guess this pharmacist look is popular now and they all run into a store called retro pharmacist limited uh yeah (laughs) which is funny (laughs) it's it's so funny (laughs) it's great and they t- they are all dressed up like pharmacists now. Um, yeah. 
Doofenshmirtz is getting ready to straight up murder Perry the Platypus by throwing him out the door of this dirigible. And his like weird messed up clone comes and stops him. And Doofenshmirtz says the best line of this whole episode, which is, how did you get out of the trash, you dropout bohemian? <laughs> so good. Uh, which I want on a t-shirt. Oh, um, I would buy that. how our parents greet me when I get up in the morning. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you drop out bohemian. bohemian uh anyway he pushes a delete button which we can't get into how that works um yeah. and then he goes oh no i pushed delete all by mistake and it shows the <laughs> panel which like haven't we all done that um it shows the panel and right above delete all is a button that says zoom which i was like does that make his clones gigantic <laughs> Or does it just clone, like, one part of him really big? Like, what, oh, <laughs> what do you need a zoom button for? Anyway, all the clones disappear. Um, and Doof tries to throw Perry out of the window again. But uh, the duct tape, like, sticks to his hands when he's throwing <laughs> Perry. And then Perry, like, jumps out the window and Doof gets yanked out, which is very funny. Um, yeah. They run into a commercial jet liner yeah. on their yeah. way to the ground. And Doofenshmirtz somehow gets taped to the tail of the plane instead of bisected by the wing, which is what would happen. Um, <laughs> Perry unravels from the duct tape, which somehow doesn't strip all the tiny feathers from his body. Um, and then he parachutes down, mm-hmm. which is fine. Doofenshmirtz is just taped to a plane. That's where he ends the episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gannis is dragging Linda to look at uh, something crazy. And Linda's like, oh, I think I'm looking at it, which is funny. <laughs> Apparently, Candace ran all the way home to get Linda. Was Linda already at the mall? I I guess I assumed she was, but maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, Linda's like, oh, look, a pharmacist convention. (sighs) Um, Yeah. Which is funny. And then Gaston is talking to Phineas and Ferb, and he is just like, no one's taking credit for this pharmacist. Look, I'm going to take it and tell people it's mine. And I was like, cool, so you're just a fraud. That's cool. Isabella shows up, because you know mm-hmm. she does that um and uh their mom is like ah, let's go get some pizza and candace goes <laughs> this is her line she says wow my dreams are smashed to pieces and all you can think about is food which is dramatic but also like uh, <laughs> a little bit true. someone should check on candace and then ferb yeah. Add salt to the wound by telling her that coup de crayon, which is what Gaston Lamode called her, is French for pencil neck. And that's just yeah. where the episode ends. That's the note we leave them on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rip Candace. Rip Candace is indeed. Um, yeah, that's the uh, that's the runway episode. What a ride. Yeah, what a ride. Are you excited to discuss the next episode? Yeah, are you ready? Are you ready? Uh, yes, right. I am. Okay, 112B. I scream, you scream. Yep. That's it. We sure do. Uh, I, which, already on a tangent, I uh, <laughs> taught uh, the three-year-old that I nannied that the other day because she had an ice cream cone with lunch. Mm-hmm. I was teaching her ice cream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. Sure. She didn't quite get it, but we're working on it. That's fair. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so we open on uh, Isabella in the hospital. We literally open on the inside of Isabella's mouth. Yeah, like it... Which kind of made me want to scream. It's a terrifying (laughs) way to open an episode. (laughs) That's fair. But anyway, you're Uh, right. Yeah. 
so yeah, she's she just had her tonsils removed, which so Phineas and Ferb come and she goes, I just got my tonsillectomy badge. And I'm like, there's no way that there's a patch for getting your tonsils out. The Fireside Girls made that up, right? Like, oh, Isabella made it up. Because uh, she's wearing her sash over her pajamas in the hospital. Yeah, in bed. I'm like, girl, you are too also, committed to patches. I'm like, did yeah. you even need a tonsillectomy? Or did exactly. you I was get like, this badge? Yeah, I was like, A, there was a badge that was for a tonsillectomy and she needed it and just got one? Yeah. Or... She got a tonsillectomy and just made a badge. I was like, I deserve a badge for this. I deserve a badge for this. Which, like, is an insane badge because it's kind of not your choice, right? You can't just have an elective tonsillectomy. I feel like it kind of is. But, like, usually it's because, like, of a medical condition. Yeah. More than one doctor has to be involved in that process. Exactly. I don't know, man. Yeah. The fact that Isabella didn't just have the Fireside Girls give her some whiskey and hold her down and give her the tonsillectomy <laughs> themselves is a relief, honestly. Yeah, that's just... A tonsillectomy badge sounds like a badge for learning how to perform a tonsillectomy. <laughs> that's true. Which, maybe maybe that's why she's in the hospital. Maybe um... it is. Gretchen just walks in, like, in a lab coat, like, well, <laughs> we finished your tonsillectomy. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So, the uh, boys are there, and Phineas insensitively is kind of is wondering yeah. if isabella wants to help them with their next project she's literally sitting in a hospital he bed. immediately makes it about him oh, i was like dude <laughs> you're in no, the hospital right now she's look at her a little busy yeah <laughs> who's walking to a hospital and being like yes i have the best idea <laughs> i want to know what hospital administrator let a literal trojan horse into the hospital <laughs> oh i know i don't know but yeah, so she goes, sorry guys, my throat still kind of hurts. And Phineas goes, oh, we'll have to postpone the Trojan War reenactment. And then, yeah, a bunch of guys, a bunch of adults. Oh, adult men <laughs> that they have hired, men. dressed like gladiators, and a wooden horse. And a wooden horse. I go, oh, and they walk away. Also, anyway. they're in the biggest yeah. room in the hospital. Oh. Not oh, an efficient, I was like, does Isabella's people? dad own the hospital? Like, why? <laughs> Why is she in a giant room? It's not an efficient use of bed space. I know. Uh, anyway. Yeah. And then uh, Phineas is like, oh, there's plenty of good things you can do. You can eat all the ice cream in the world. And he's like, you could have the biggest ice cream sundae ever. And then he figures out what he's going to do that day. Um, and they leave, and Phineas tells Ferb to get the blueprints for a giant ice cream machine at Blueprint Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Blueprint Heaven uh, and Blowtorch City are just yeah. businesses that exist in Danville, I guess. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, because he calls up, goes, yeah, Blowtorch City? Yeah, I'll hold. <laughs> okay. All right. They're really busy um, over there. Yeah, they got a lot of calls coming into Blowtorch <laughs> City, you know, how it is. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, then we cut to Vanessa Doofenshmirtz, who is at her mom's house, but she's preparing to go over to her dad's house. Um, yeah, her mom's house and- is like Cusco's mountaintop retreat. Oh, it is such a gosh, nice house. I know. I Charlene Doofenshmirtz is my hero. I don't know she what is- she does for a living, but she has kind of heiress energy. It. She is like loaded. That's fair. But yeah. I need to know more about her and Linda's friendship because they hang out I a lot. Know. 
Exactly. And like, I'm like, Charlene clearly doesn't have, I mean, maybe it appears that she does not have a job. She's often at classes with Linda, which is great. Yeah. But yeah, her whole, her financial situation. Her house is incredible. Well, and she's paying Doofenshmirtz enough alimony to maintain a fleet of dirigibles. So yeah, clearly exactly. she's got plenty going on. Yeah. Oh anyway. boy. Also, so, I just want to point out that Vanessa's sitting on a couch underneath the biggest lamp in the world. Um, <laughs> the lamp is like the same width as the couch, and it's just shining directly down oh on her. Anyway, so Charlene, Vanessa is like telling her mom that her dad's evil, and Charlene doesn't believe her. Which I'm like, yeah. Were you not married? Was he? Like, did he disguise that? He's not like closeted about his evilness. Like he constantly yeah. tells anyone who will listen that he's an evil scientist. Exactly. I'm Vanessa like, absolutely has what? a point. And I was like, either Charlene learned her gaslighting from Linda, or yeah. yeah, she like was super oblivious. I'm like, did you guys like not hang out? What is happening? I know. I don't know. Oh boy. Anyway. So, yeah, Vanessa is trying to prove it. She calls up Doofenshmirtz and, like, it goes to voicemail. It has his Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. And then uh, she hangs up, calls it again, and he picks up. And she goes, Dad, you never answer. You always let the machine get it. He goes, yeah, but I heard it ring once. Anyway, the point is Charlene doesn't hear it. She doesn't believe her. <laughs> she doesn't believe Vanessa's it. a victim. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, they're on the phone and... Uh, Dr. Doofenshmirtz asks, asks Vanessa to also stop by Blueprint Heaven to pick up his special order of blueprints, which I was like, are you not making up these schemes? Anyway. Also, like, legally, I don't think that a place called Blueprint Heaven can just sell you blueprints for, like, a space laser. That's what I was thinking. I was like, that seems That's like a security thinking. risk. Like, I think maybe yeah. Raytheon would be like, no. Yeah. Maybe? Anyway, so. whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, we, uh, cut to, uh, Ferb picking up the blueprints. He, uh, which, him and Vanessa are, like, there at the same time. Ferb's picking up the blueprints for their giant ice cream machine. Vanessa's picking up her dad's blueprints. They, like, Ferb gets really distracted by Vanessa. There's, like, this little, <laughs> she goes, like, hi, and it's just, like, flowers behind her. And her hair yeah, is... that happens later in a flashback, but we see Ferb, like, oh, yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of not paying attention to this. Yeah. Like, whatever. Uh, anyway, um, also, the, yeah, we'll mention, we'll mention, there's a, we'll, we'll unpack the blueprint, blueprint heaven later. in a minute. Yeah, exactly. There's like a whole back and forth. This is a really involved, uh, it's, anyway. There's a lot of levels to this one. It's yeah. okay. So while they're doing that, Phineas is at home, um, and Agent P, his like entrance, he's, you know, going into the office, um, mm-hmm. He is sprung up on a circle of grass into his like hover copter. Yeah, that like, just flings that him just into the sky. There? Like, yeah. Also, yeah. Is that are... triggered by like weight? Oh. Like how? When? Exactly. So that was confusing. Anyway, uh, he, you know, goes into his office. Um, Phineas and Ferb are starting to build their machine, which is you know they like get their plans mixed up but it's for a space laserinator sure we'll get to that um agent p (laughs) is being briefed by monogram and saying because major monogram says that carl failed in his mission yeah he goes uh, due to a rookie error and by rookie i mean (laughs) carl carl (laughs) yeah 
which uh, is, is an incredible quote. I think this is the first time we see Carl on screen. I think you're probably right. We've heard him mentioned before, but I yeah. think this is the first time we see him. And uh, it's like borderline, it's like problematic. problematic. Yeah, to say <laughs> oh, the least. I think, because, uh, yeah. Carl's so, okay. canceled. I don't know. Yeah. What happened was Carl, I guess, so apparently he was assigned on this mission. I didn't even know he did, did that. Uh, was dressing as the blueprint heaven saleswoman who was a black woman. Yeah. And uh, when you first see it, like when, you know, we saw Ferb and Vanessa picking up the blueprints, mm-hmm. it was like, I don't know, very, very great costume i guess convincing well and i was like was carl doing that voice i know (laughs) i mean the actor is not but i was like uh, i don't think you should be doing that voice carl yeah yeah you definitely should be wearing that costume so then yeah later when major monogram is briefing there's like a flashback where he takes off his head to this costume yeah it's like a mascot costume like it's like a Yeah, the whole head comes yeah, off. Yeah, like a mascot. And there's, like, holes for the eyes. Anyway, it's kind of creepy. It's terrifying. Yeah, very problematic. Canceled. Uh, yeah. Calling Didn't love it. And double ACP. <laughs> um, At one point, he was like, I was in character, and I'm like, mm, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. not what we call it, Carl. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not what so, it was. Anyway, anyway Carl job... doesn't get fired, because somehow they don't have an HR department at Alka. <laughs> Uh, it's because their HR department is a dog. It's fair. You know, you're not <laughs> Anyway, so Carl was supposed to stop Dr. Doofenshmirtz from getting blueprints at all, I guess. Or at least from building a space lasernator. Anyway, he, apparently he got too far into character and uh, he provided, he gave the blueprints to Vanessa. Yeah, so Perry has to go foil his plan because mm-hmm. of their rookie error. Makes sure. Sense. Uh, when uh yeah so perry arrives vanessa hasn't arrived <laughs> dr doofenshmirtz is like oh i asked my daughter to pick up the blueprints but why did you wait in my convenient waiting area, <laughs> waiting like, area. it's like a dentist lobby it's like got the it's little like toys kind of a nice waiting area i was like i would okay, live in that yeah. waiting area it's very yeah like mid-century you know his uh-huh. vibe uh yeah anyway so Perry sits down and like picks up a magazine um and Vanessa arrives gives the plans to her dad great uh Candace we cut uh is watching Phineas and Ferb behind the fence like you know to bust them and Vanessa is like trying to bust her dad and then we get the best song oh the greatest it's really incredible and maybe ever written (laughs) yeah I, so good. I think so. Um, yeah, so this is Candace and Vanessa's first duet. I don't know if this is their only duet, but I think it's definitely a first. Um, I can't remember. I feel like, I don't know. I don't remember either. The but point is, it's incredible. Anyway, it's amazing. Um, also, there's. have you seen that TikTok by Dan Hobbemeyer, who someone was like talking about this song and how amazing it is, and uh, he was like, look... <laughs> If we had known that this song was going to be so popular, we probably would have spent more than three minutes on it. <laughs> like, listen, 
It's perfect. You did not. Sometimes genius is genius, and that's fine. That's just it. Whatever Um, muse floated down from the heavens to give us busted, uh, absolutely incredible. Yeah. So, anyway, they're both talking about busting their respective family members. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a montage of Dr. D building the ice cream machine, producing fur, making the space toys we need. So they complete their projects. Dr. D completes the ice cream maker. Um, he doesn't know what's that. Traps Perry right. in a cage. Which is just, it's just like a cage hung from the ceiling. Kind of yep. original. Anyway. Uh, Could have spent a little more time on that, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Vanessa's like, you know, oh, is this going to be super evil? So she can call her mom. Um, he explains his scheme to use a space laser nader to... <laughs> To burn away a billboard, he likes like, look out the window. What do you see? And she goes, not a whole lot. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a giant billboard in front of it. Um, yeah, it's a billboard which... for brick. <laughs> yeah. Throw back to brick. <laughs> uh, so good. Um, yeah. So it's like blocking his panoramic view, which is fair. That's like kind of diminishing the value. Anyway. Yeah. He does do a little montage of like watching other people's suffering and okay, at one yeah. point, there's like it cuts to like a tax account, and she's like, "You owe seventy eight thousand dollars." <laughs> and it reminded me of the "I've lost the equivalent of thirty thousand dollars" tweet. That's so good. Okay, it also reminded tweet. me of uh, in Cars where Tomato goes, "This might not be the best time, but uh, you owe me fifty thousand dollars in legal fees." <laughs> <laughs> So I haven't seen cars in like ten years. Oh, oh man, it, it slaps. It hits. That's funny. It's good. Uh, anyway, so um, perfect. Yeah, Vanessa's super excited. She's gonna call her mom. Uh, Candace calls her mom. They're both cooking partners at their yeah. They're at class. their cooking class. Yeah, that they're always at. That they're always at. Anyway, so they uh, both they both are like, okay, I'll be right there. Okay, but they leave and they, I guess we're making crepes and their crepe batter is like on the burner and it catches on fire and they just walk away. I was Listen, like, whoa, whoa. they're in a cooking class for a reason. Apparently neither of them ever learned. <laughs> True. <laughs> Remember when Linda, honestly, I don't think we ever really see Linda succeed at cooking something. Okay, but she's always like off. I mean, I guess she buys all those pies, but she's always like, who wants pie? Cool, because we see her try to make pies once and she keeps burning oh, yeah. them. Because she's, like, sleep-deprived or whatever. But the other time we see her cooking is, like, when she's making a spaghetti and meatball. That's just a whole ball. (laughs) I don't think Linda can. (laughs) Poor Linda. Poor mixed-up Linda. Um, She's done a lot of great things in her life. And learning to cook is not one of them. And that's That's iconic of her. Um, Although, she does make some things. Because she makes a lot of... We'll keep keep track of it. The point is, uh, they leave their crepe to burn the cooking class down. Yeah, okay. Anyway, meanwhile, Phoenix and Ferb, are, they have completed the space lasernator, um, and they activate it, and it blasts off into space. Yes. Um, and he's, like, super confused, and then realizes just then that the plans are for a space lasernator. Pretty sure yeah. that if they could read, they would have noticed that earlier. I literally have in my notes, can Phineas not read? Question mark. Yeah. I'm like, I think there's a title on that blueprint. Like, check once. Also, yeah. I feel like we might have missed the moment uh, when Vanessa's oh. talking to Doofenshmirtz where uh, he's oh, like, wait, I'm yeah. Dr. Heinz Doofenshmirtz. And she's You're like, right. doctor? Sure. Since when are you a doctor? <laughs> doctor. <laughs> and he shows her the diploma. Oh, 
<laughs> he's like they don't yeah. just give these out you know it's <laughs> like uh to anyone with 15, 15 bucks they bucks. do <laughs> you're right oh, that's that enough is... looking that's enough. <laughs> incredible exchange Classic. perfect yeah. uh, <laughs> uh anybody with 15 bucks they do <laughs> oh vanessa is honestly my she's she's perfect uh she's my hero oh man anyway sorry no it's okay i forgot that part but uh (laughs) it's needed to be included Um, (laughs) also phineas then says it's a good thing we didn't connect the laser and i'm like yeah if you knew it was a laser why did you build it? And if you're following blueprints, you should have connected it. Yeah. Anyway, I, like, it's good that you didn't. I have a lot of questions about that. And listen, it's... Oh, boy. I also have questions about Doofenshmirtz's uh, giant ice cream machine. Yeah. We get that to that part yet? Uh, I mean... I think that's so Linda, He's like... Yeah. yeah. So Linda comes over. She had missed the whole thing, sure. And then she's like... Oh yeah, I would love to help you make a giant ice cream sundae for Isabella. Candace <laughs> being gaslit it once again. Sure, uh, yeah. Then we cut to Doofenshmirtz. He activates it, gets covered in mint ice cream. Yeah, and a cherry the size of a bowling ball. Yeah. Is that a I real like, cherry? It can't be. What is it made of? Can't be. I don't it know. It cannot but... be a real cherry. It's a watermelon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he's, yeah, sitting there, and Charlene comes to get Vanessa, I think, and, uh, or because, yeah, Vanessa called her, and Charlene goes, are you lactose intolerant? <laughs> and he goes, yes! <laughs> Which I don't think is ever mentioned again that he's lactose intolerant, but... No, uh, Candace is also supposedly lactose intolerant, or allergic to dairy, it says. Allergic to dairy and parsnips. And parsnips. Uh, yeah, so... Anyway, Vanessa is surprised. Charlene's like, this is not evil. And she's like, this is no way to treat a pet. Releases Perry. Yeah. Uh, ignores Vanessa's claims that Perry is, in fact, a secret, secret agent. Fair. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then we end with uh, Phineas and Ferb going over to Isabella's house, where they give her the ice cream sundae Linda kindly helped them make. And... Uh, Isabella goes, oh good, I was worried you guys were going to go all out of some big contraption. Like, yeah, because you're not an idiot, Isabella. Uh, We've seen this before. Um, Anyway, Phineas is like, yeah, we got the blueprints mixed up. Uh, What happened, Ferb? You're normally so focused. He immediately throws Ferb under the bus. Like, he didn't fail to read Space Laserinator at the top of the blueprints. Exactly. You, you literally. Also, ugh, unbelievable. Phineas is the most distracted person I've ever met. Oh, I know. Like what? What? <laughs> you are berating your stepbrother. For him, you're usually so focused. Anyway, ugh. yeah, this is where it like flashes back to Vanessa, and she's got the flowers, and then, yeah, uh, he goes, "I was weak." <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Listen, uh, relatable content from Ferb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. What a and what a episode. Move on. I know. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> was Isabella worried about them going overboard? Because I don't remember. I don't know if we remember a couple episodes ago when she had hiccups uh, and they built an entire, <laughs> literally haunted house. 
Like there were yeah. real demons in that house. Ghosts. They summoned the devil. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Remember the I don't think we've gotten to it yet. Is there an episode where Phineas thinks that Isabel's never seen a rainbow? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so funny. Because he doesn't listen to women. Yeah. And then at the end she's like, Oh, that's like, not what not I said. Literally not what I meant. I've tried to tell you forty times. Yeah. Look, we'll get to that when we get to it. Yeah. Well, there it is. I scream, you scream. Yep. We all scream. I'm screaming. End of list. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Listen, uh I kinda want some ice cream now. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, absolutely. I have a whole thing of drumsticks in the freezer. <gasps> for it. I'm so jealous. Sucker. <laughs> I have to go fill up my car with gas before tomorrow. So maybe I'll get my phone. Oh, okay. We filled up with gas today. Um, it was four I think it was four fifty eight, not four ninety eight. One of those. Ugh. At, okay, but it was at Costco, which is notoriously the cheapest gas. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, who's what is happening? It's I've been going to King Supers and it's still yeah, it's uh waste over four dollars here are you uh busy next saturday are we back on track we're back on track baby okay so next episode for the next five seasons no more breaks um just kidding but uh what is the next episode (laughs) because we're gonna skip we're gonna skip one oh yes Um, right okay we're on 14 so great (gasps) that's the band oh yes the band back together <laughs> that, yes okay yeah. there's a lot of great ones coming up all right cool well goodbye Bye. <laughs>